Welcome to the True Falls Film Festival. Hi, welcome to the True False Podcast presented by KBIA. I'm Sebastian Martinez Valdivia. To start off this season of the podcast, we're going to be doing things a little differently. Instead of sitting down with a True False filmmaker or artist from this year's fest, we're going to be telling the story of how True False 2021 came together in the first place. We'll be doing it in two parts, the first of which you'll hear today, with the second following next week. The ongoing COVID-19 pandemic has forced the film industry to rework how it does everything, and this year's True False Film Festival is no exception. Instead of taking place this March, the team behind the fest pushed it back to May. Instead of dozens of films screening at packed venues across the city of Columbia, Missouri, all the films at this year's fest will be shown outdoors over four nights. But it's been a long road to even get the event to this point one that started almost immediately after last year's festival. True False podcast producers Hannah France and Fernando Narro spoke to some of the key decision makers involved in putting this year's fest together. The True False Film Fest is one of the biggest annual events in Colombia. The 2020 fest was underway in early March when the country was just beginning to see the first handful of COVID-related deaths. But in Missouri, the first confirmed case of COVID-19 was announced on March 7, two days after the fest started, and no virus-related deaths have happened yet. At the fest, organizers were paying attention to new developments of what would soon be officially designated a pandemic by the World Health Organization. David Wilson is the co-founder of the True False Film Fest. We thought about it a lot. We had ridiculous amounts of hand sanitizing stations and plans for how to do food and um, signs up about hand washing and encouraging people to keep their distance. Most people didn't take that very seriously on March 4th or whatever, right? I was a person who was like jokingly elbow bumping people and then being like, oh, come on, let's hug each other. You know, um, I think a lot of us were and we would learn otherwise. Like so many of us, David remembers the exact moment when he realized this virus was going to have a really, really big impact on everybody's lives. It was at the fest. Everyone, like, like in the middle of a screening, all of our, especially the people from, like, who work in the film industry, everyone's phones, like, went off. And it was the announcement that South by Southwest had just canceled. And they took place a week after us. So, like, on the Saturday of the fest, I think, we learned that South by was canceled. And that's, that was huge, right? So that sent ripples through everything. So everyone walked out of that theater at the same time being like, oh my gosh, like what is going on? Like this massive fest that's just a week from now is canceled. And um, I mean, it was certain. It was on everyone's minds all the time, as it should have been. The thought of holding an event with a new unknown virus spreading rapidly across the country was sinking into the minds of organizers. I take a certain umbrage, though. Like I've heard this phrase tossed around that like we dodged a bullet. And I guess... I guess what that implies, because humans can't dodge bullets, is that you just got lucky, right? The bullet just went by you. And I, I don't know how to, like, bend that metaphor to work, but, like, that bullet was fired from two miles away. 
And by the time it got to us, it was traveling about four miles an hour. And so we could actually stand there and be like, there's a bullet. I think if we all just step over here right now, we'll be okay. We're not in a hail of bullets yet. And the bullets aren't, like, aren't f- being fired from 10 feet from us. That would be deadly. The bullet's just moving by us slowly right now. Like, we were in touch with the health department. We were looking at the caseload in Missouri. But we're still talking about, you know, at that point, one in six million. Um, and so I, I, I think that, like, I, I guess I feel like, you know, it's important to me that people know and understand that, like, like we didn't cancel the fest, but we were taking COVID seriously last year. Um, and that there were a lot of preparations and a lot of thought and a lot of effort, not as much as right now, but for the time period, um, a comparative lot of effort that went into trying to make sure we put on a safe fest. And by all accounts, we did. After the fest, the pandemic would only get worse. As planning for next year began, the team at True Falls needed to make a decision. Would there be a fest? If so, how do you make sure you can have it safely without compromising the essence of True Falls? So we, gosh, we started by getting together a group of people that were, you know, staff members who were, are, you know, committed to the organization and know the organization and have a sense of, like, what, um, what the festival is and what's important about it. And we went through together and kind of started talking about what, what is essential about it, what, is, um, what do we want to maintain, and um, what can we let go of, and what are our priorities. Camelia Cosgray is a co-director of the fest. Ultimately, our number one priority is the health and safety of our community. Um, and that's, that's kind of where we started. Um, but then our number two priority is that we want to have a festival that, that feels, is maybe not like True False always is, but that has this, that same energy that I was talking about earlier, that same um, sense of excitement and, um, um, and that really celebrates the arts in, in all the forms that, that we bring to Columbia. And the breakthrough came, I think, sometime in the summer, realizing that all we could do was act as if the fest was tomorrow. This was a way of conceiving an event in the midst of absolute uncertainty and saying, okay, we can imagine what tomorrow is like, so let's plan as if the fest is tomorrow. If it's better, it's better. That's great. But let's go from here just with what we could do right now, basically. And that let us start putting together pieces, start thinking about moving outdoors, start thinking about where the fest might take place, about what, what the essential elements of True False were and how we could carry those elements forward in a safe way. The first hurdle the team had to jump over was finding a venue. True False has always been a fest that screens films in auditoriums around downtown Columbia. Since rates of COVID-19 transmission are higher in indoor environments, the team needed to find an outdoor alternative. Um, you'll see on your map that it kind of goes back, there's a little circular area, it loops around, and then um, there's another area over here on the other side of this brush. Carly Love is the director of operations at True Falls. And it was more like July when things started to take a little more shape for the fest itself. We committed to moving it outdoors uh, after having a lot of evaluatory evaluations of how do we do this indoors. and. 
uh, outdoor was, was the right answer. The team settled on Stevens Lake Park, a 116-acre park in the heart of Colombia. With the new venue already set, a new challenge presented itself. How to set up the film screenings. And so then I and a few people have spent a lot of time on Google Earth and walking through the park and figuring out how and where to put venues so that we can show films. David Wilson was one of those accompanying Carly, walking the park, trying to figure out the logistics of arranging the seats for the outdoor screenings. So that's what we were doing, was figuring out, like, how do we safely group people and how do those, those, those groups matter? And we were entering it from a position of being a little bit stuck because the pod sizes we had worked out weren't going to allow us to have as many passes as we needed to to make this year kind of work out. And... Somewhere through this in this discussion, uh, one of us was like, but what if they're rectangles instead of squares? And this seems like such a small thing, and it seems like so uh, of such little interest, and yet that one idea is going to have ramifications that, that affect whether people can see movies in May. And those are the kind of moments that I get really excited about in, in terms of planning. Figuring out a way to accommodate guests in the park was one of the biggest challenges. But not all challenges are logistical. Screening Films Outdoors presents a whole new set of challenges. Travis Bird is the technical director at True False. He's a projectionist. Think of him as the guy who makes sure you can actually see the film and enjoy it. Part of what's very intense about this year for us planning the festival and that other people in, in my uh, position are, are having difficulty with is that there's no there's nothing that we can fall back on in terms of like, oh, we did it this way last year or we imagine that it will be this way. Here we have very little experience about what's actually the conditions are in which people are watching the film. But while this might be the first time True False has done an outdoor screening, it will not be the first time for Travis. I was fortunate to do a few outdoor film festivals last fall uh, because in the, in the South, because of the weather and because of more relaxed uh, pandemic restrictions, people were able to actually have film festivals outdoors. So I have a little experience about certain aspects that are applicable here. Designing seating arrangements, projecting films outdoors, those are only one part of the equation in making the fest happen this year. The other side of the equation, the biggest one, is ensuring the fest is as COVID conscious as possible. We spend a lot of time working on our health operations plans with the health department to make sure that what we're doing is abiding by all of the different precautions to make sure that everyone can enjoy this in a safe manner because it is possible for us to enjoy this in a safe manner. It just hasn't happened yet. Um, we see things like sporting events reopening and doing things with physical distancing, and we're doing things similar to that. So I like to say that we're not the first ones doing this, but we feel a little like the oldest child in that we are the, one of the first ones doing this. And it's not a sporting event that just happens repeatedly. You know, it's an annual event, and we are not naive to the fact that we'll be really lucky to have not been forced to skip a fest year or go all virtual because of the pandemic. In order not to skip this year, the fest will have to accommodate fewer people than normal. Like we said earlier, True Falls is one of the biggest annual events in Colombia. In a regular year, people come from all over the country. This year, the organizers are offering an alternative for people who usually travel long distances, 
which is not advised during a pandemic. Truefalls will offer a virtual experience called the Teleported Fest. People who choose this option will not only get to see all the films, but will also get special boxes delivered to enhance their viewing experience. We want to try and like simulate the communal experience, right? Like you're going to be in your living room, but like all these other people who are also participating in Teleported Fest will also be in their living rooms and you're all going to be watching the same things and hopefully roughly at the same time. Um, so we'll have live Q&As that will happen, live Zoom Q&As that will happen for each of, the, um, each of the films on the days that they're screening. And those Q&As will be available for people to watch, you know, throughout, for teleported Fest Pass holders, holders to be able to watch recorded later if they don't catch the live Q&A. Um, and yeah, in the box there will be things like um, snacks or other things that are specifically related to the film in some way. Um, you know, it might be like snacks from the country or area where the film takes place um, or other things um, related to, to the geographical location. Um, there will be a certain number of um, things to sort of like set the tone of your space, whether that's like a couple of small pieces that are like art installations that you can kind of set up in your area or, you know, a candle that will... I don't know, maybe smell like Columbia, who knows, <laughs> um, and, a, you know, a variety of things like that. So it's really, it's about sort of creating that experience and that, um, those like uh, tactile things that, that, uh, that you would find in person as well. All of these changes will make this year's fest a unique version of the True Falls Columbia has become accustomed to hosting. For the organizers, not canceling this year, even if it means hosting a couple of months later, is a small step toward bringing some sort of normalcy back into our lives. I think like it is okay and I, I think it's actually appropriate for people who specialize in figuring out how to bring people together to think about this moment and think about how to bring people together safely. Um, and I think we are all gonna need that, you know. It's been a really challenging year and a really challenging winter. And the thought of a spring where we can see other people, even if it's from six feet away and masked and outdoors, is really exciting to me. Um, so I think that's, that's kind of something we can offer back to our community um, as a festival. And I think that that's worth trying. Next week, we'll tell you about what true-false means for Colombia, its community, and the people who make this fest possible. I'm Hannah France. And I'm Fernando Narro. That's it for this week's episode of the True-False Podcast, presented by KBIA. Tune in next week for the second half of this two-part special. This week's episode was produced by Hannah and Fernando, who you heard earlier. Our music is by Tim Pilcher, using sounds from the True False Film Festival. Now that we're getting underway, you can subscribe to the podcast on your platform of choice to make sure you don't miss any of our dispatches from the world of nonfiction filmmaking. You can find past episodes of the True False podcast on our website at kbia.org or wherever you get your podcast. Until next week, I'm Sebastian Martinez Valdivia. Thanks for listening. <laughs>